0: Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Now I've lost count of the number of occasions where I've done something repeatedly, knowing that it was wrong, but still repeating it time and time again. Now in our old house, Mel wanted some shelves putting up in a little alcove. (laughs) No problem, said I, on a rare ready for DIY kind of day. Can't be that difficult, I thought to myself, as I headed for the tool bag to retrieve the drills and the screws. Picking up the first available drill bit I could find, I loaded the drill and set out to do the master's bidding. Now, getting the shells level was easy, and I was feeling quite good about myself as I marked the wall where the shells would be fitted, perfectly spaced out and level. All looking good. I even took a step back to admire my progress so far. This was proving to be easier than I had first thought. Picking up the drill, I lined up the bit with the mark on the wall and I pulled the drill trigger. And that is where everything started to take a turn for the worse. The drill sliced through the plaster easily until it suddenly hit the brick course underneath. The drill stubbornly refused to have any impression on the brick. Slipping against the hard surface, it moved sideways and the plaster hole became bigger and bigger. Becoming exasperated, I pushed harder on the drill, but everything I did just made the hole more ragged. Eventually I gave up and then realised that the drill, the bit that I'd used, was actually for wood. No wonder it had no effect on the brick. Searching through my drill bits, I found a masonry bit, fitted it and went back to work on the wall now it certainly went through the brick easily so i carried on and i drilled the remaining holes for the screws however the drill bit i had was bigger than the screws that i had so the bite was limited especially as i'd already butchered one of the holes already but never mind i thought it's only a shelf be okay So, I fitted the shelves, and they looked great, even if I knew that they were a little wobbly if you pulled at them. All was well for a while, until I got accustomed to the shelves being around. They became a fixture in the house, and... Yeah, I began to load them with books. I'd forgotten that the screws were not firmly fixed, and I certainly hadn't used raw plugs back then. I had stored up disaster for myself, which, whilst i got away with it for a while was about to be exposed as I added one book too many. The screws pulled out of the wall and everything came down, books and all. I even remember trying to fix the shelves back up again just by using bigger screws to fit the now expanded holes. If only I'd used the proper drill, the correct size, and had used intended fixings for plaster and brick, I would have had shelves which would have done the job for a long time to come. But no, I convinced myself of their worth. They looked all right. They looked like shelves should look. They fitted in well enough, but load them up and anyone would see that looking like a shelf and actually being a shelf are two entirely different things. Now, have you ever met someone who looks like a Christian, acts like a Christian? prays like a Christian, even sings like a Christian. But that is where any similarity ends. Load them up with problems in life, and the truth soon shows. I think, if we're honest, that most of us have taken on the appearance that we think we should have, rather than let God mould us and shape us to his design. You see, we don't get everything straight away, and sometimes we can be a bit lazy and take shortcuts so that we are accepted. It took me a few attempts to eventually get my shelves up correctly, with the right tools for the job, the correct fixings, and a lot of patience. But it was worth it in the end. But I knew I would have got there easier and less painfully had I taken the time to do things properly. In Jeremiah 18, in the Old Testament, God speaks to the prophet Jeremiah and gives us an illustration of what God is able to do with the people of Israel. So let's read a bit from Jeremiah Jeremiah 18, starting from verse 1. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and saw him working at the wheel. But the pots he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Now the take out from this is that it's not the potter who's doing a bad job, but that the clay he is working with is not easily moulded. However, he continues to make something of value from it. Later in the New Testament, we read the story of Saul, who was the main persecutor of the new believers in Jesus. He had had a miraculous conversion experience when Jesus met him on the road to Damascus. However, there was work to be done, and for a period of time Saul was blinded and had to be cared for by a man named Judas. Saul waited and prayed, and whilst he was prepared by God for the works laid out for him. Let's join the story at verse 10 of Acts chapter 9. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias, The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight. But Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Now here we have a pretty difficult lump of clay which God had chosen to be shaped into one of the greatest examples of faith that we have. Paul was instrumental in bringing the story and life-changing power of Jesus to those outside of the Jewish nation, those of us called Gentiles in the language of the Bible. It is amazing how God uses the people that we would not necessarily see as the best. However, God knows what he's doing, and we have to trust his designs and purposes. Paul was certainly the right person to argue effectively for the transformation that God can bring about. His testimony of change became the instrument that saw the church as we see it today expand and become solid in its understanding and faith. God chose the correct instrument, used it in the right way, and the result is long-standing and even today influences men and women to trust God for their salvation. I suspect that, like me, We can often make or take a roundabout way to come to the point we intend to achieve. Certainly my experience with the shelves helped me to do things right in times to come. But I suspect there will still be times when I take the shortcut because I don't have the correct things to hand. I need to learn to do things right and stop trying to get away with inferior fixes. And this goes for my life in general. The DIY needs to be replaced with the potter's careful hands because he can make something beautiful out of this lump of stubborn clay. And maybe maybe it's time for us to lay down our objections, stop trying to look the part and admit our failings to the one who can ultimately shape us, guard us, love us, and give us an effective life that lasts for all eternity. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church daily devotional. To find out more, Join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.